0: Hello and welcome to the Learning As We Go podcast. In this episode, Mikel and I have a conversation about online presence and social media platforms. We discuss some of their fundamental aspects as well as which metrics and numbers are important to pay attention to to build a strong social network. Enjoy! Hello (laughs) Mikkel, how are you doing today?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, I was doing fine, but uh, now I'm feeling a bit (laughs) stupid, but that's all right.
0: I feel like we always start the episodes with just us saying hi Mikkel and laughing. (laughs) People are wondering what's wrong with these people, but they they just missed the previous 30 seconds of us trying to coordinate the sound.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's kind of like this, uh, having a 10 minute conversation and then starting over. Yeah, exactly. Good stuff. Yeah, you,
0: it will become natural at some point. I think this is this is part of the podcast uh, experience. I guess
1: no, but it feels natural to me. I, I always do my conversations like that, like at a random point. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah, just reset. So <laughs> today again, we're a bit pressed in time um, because Mikel is a very man, busy man. We're very man busy. <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm, a, I'm a very man. so so man. Let's yes. say, <laughs>
0: wow. Well, I'm almost tempted to start over, but this is not how we do things in the learning as we go podcast. <laughs> so we have maybe like 35 minutes to go. Um, so we just wanted to get it done. So we have this episode this week. Uh, we don't need to wait until the whole next week. So maybe let's just get on with it. Um, yeah, What have you learned, Mikkel, since our last podcast? I
1: think maybe you should start, Andres, because I need to think about this.
0: I also need to think about it. Oh, my God. But let, Let's try. Uh, very quickly. <laughs> this is bad, man. <laughs> we should prepare these things beforehand. Um,
1: we can start with what's brewing okay. also. I, you know, do, do whatever I, you... I, I
0: have one. I have one. I have yeah? one. I've, I've maybe not... As you said, maybe I haven't learned, but I have confirmed, confirmed once again how useful and important it is to have concrete, like, programs and... Like have like a solid thing already planned for your training, so you don't need to think about it. So you just go and do it, especially when being pressed in time. And this is working very well for me in regards to Yeah, same flexi training, which is what I've been doing, strength training, um but also having this, you know, like concrete goals. So like for for example now I added it's been always it's been kind of there for some months trying to get some more steps into my life because I've been very sitting down working on my home office and some days I just don't go out and now I'm trying to really push those 5,000 steps per day average which is not amazing but it's more than 150 of some days that I had before so it's really helping me having these clear short strength trainings that I just go to the gym do it and come back so it's literally like 30 minutes of my time which is easy to, to manage. Having this plan in the mornings for flexibility. And then having this, this average of, of steps I want to hit every day. And it's a stupid thing, but this Apple app that shows you the steps <laughs> shows, shows them in a way that when you check the steps, you can see also the average of the previous days and the weeks and the months. Yeah. And it's, it's such a stupid thing, but it, it, it really helps you find that motivation because now for example my average in the last six months is 4950 and i'm like i want to make that 5000 yeah
1: yeah it makes kind of this gamification
0: yeah yeah exactly and uh, i'm having just somewhere to track maybe maybe that's my lesson actually having a place where you can track what you're doing in terms of habits or or goals you're pursuing is a huge factor because when you see that visual feedback of Oh, I've done it four days this week. I can do it one more. Uh, it, 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 yeah. It gives much more accountability. And this also goes into my training, which is what's brewing. It's going great. Uh, I'm doing these flexi trainings with our friend Anna still some of the mornings, which helps a lot. We just did today an awesome middle split routine together. So just having a partner to train with or or arrange some trainings can help a lot a lot for accountability so yeah training is going good the only thing is handstand program is well not so strong Uh, but the flexibility and strength is is back in place let's see how many weeks i can keep it solid so i'm very happy about uh, the flexi stuff at least
1: awesome man i believe in you you'll 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 make it thank you Actually, uh, on the learning part, um, maybe I want to just like continue down the same uh, line you talked about about uh, walking, (laughs) not exactly counting steps. And once again, I guess this is also kind of relearning or just confirming things you know that um, it's very good for my productivity to not just sit at the home office. I I mean, I work home at Monday, and and this is one of the things that I reconfirmed this Monday is that. um, I'm more effective. I get more shit done if I once in a while take a break and don't just um, like walk around the house, but actually get outside during the break. But it's it's kind of this thing where if I have more stuff to do, where I need to be more productive, then I have more of a tendency to like stick close to my computer, and to my home office, instead of actually you know making it. Putting it away, going outside, which which usually actually leads to me being more productive. But um, yeah, I had one of those days this so Monday. Hard. Beautiful sunshine outside. Um, stayed inside most of the day because I felt like I, you know, I had a, a, some stuff I needed to, to do. Get ready.
0: Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, I can relate so hard with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah. And it's one of it, those it, things that you, you know this, right? And you still get caught yeah. up in this
0: just Yeah, and, and something stuck. also when you force yourself to go out there, then you realize there's some minor tasks that you can also do out there. Like if you need to think about a program or something, you can do voice yeah. notes. Like for example, I take my walks as a chance to give feedback to my trainees. On their videos. So I just send voice notes of like, try to do this. And then I take a screenshot while I walk and mark things on the phone. And uh, in a way, it helps me have a time on the day to do those things. So they don't just accumulate on the background and then I need to do them when I don't have energy. But it's a way to make those walks also feel productive. So, like, yeah, on top of the benefits of. What walking gives you, like getting exposed to fresh air, doing some movement, getting some blood flow, yeah, yeah, vitamin D, getting a bit of sun, then you get also these entrepreneurial benefits of getting things done from your list. Which, when you come back and do the other work, you feel better, so then you push it more and you're more motivated. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. I also do that sometimes, but I also often make the choice that I'm gonna go for a walk and I'm just gonna things away this is just about like yeah. getting some breathing time yeah. and often if, if of for example this is a program where there's some stuff that i'm not sure how i'm going to fit together like if the both handstand flexibility and, and strength training and you know, like uh how to make the volume in different areas kind of add up in the right way mm. but usually after coming back from a walk it's easy to come up Everything with, with the good good solutions <laughs> yeah
0: yeah true yeah, yeah. But Never I think, underestimate. I think I'm, I'm a bit in this grinding mode. I need to, like, find things to do every... <laughs> no, yeah, no. Taking real breaks is also important and very good.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. And, uh, yeah, at least mm-hmm. I find that I, I need to do that and and actively choose to, to kind of put stuff away. Yeah. Also, when I'm, like, outside, the uh, the hours that I've designated to do work, right? Because as... Self-employed, you you can work twenty-four-seven. There's always something to do. Mm. So you need to set ba- yeah. boundaries yourself.
0: Super important to learn how to say no.
1: Yeah, and super hard. Or enough. Yeah. <laughs> mm.
0: Okay, but this uh, we're now starting to go into the topic that will be for next episode, maybe, <laughs> which <laughs> yeah, is the the more business business building business side of things, because today. Wait, did, did you do the What's Brewing? No, wait, 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 no, I, I before can do we that jump to the quick. main section, how's your website?
1: Um, coming along, we're going to take some new photos for that uh, this, this Friday, actually.
0: And, oh, and I think uh, time. it's just
1: about ready to get, get launched. Also have like a half-finished uh, new blog post ready about uh, intensity when stretching. So that's a small teaser from here.
0: Nice. Yeah. So people from two years from now go to those old blog posts from Mikkel's awesome yeah. website and you will find this one published in March 2023. Exactly. Yeah, the one with a lot of likes and comments, that one.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's going to be... um uh reviewing the, the literature, so it's going to be kind of based on what's out there. So maybe in two years it's going to be outdated. We <laughs> you know a lot of new <laughs> stuff. Who knows? Okay.
0: Well, it's still a valuable read to know what was thought back then. Maybe. True. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah okay, yeah. we're
0: pushing the joke now, Mikkel. We're pushing the joke.
1: Yeah, but I think actually one of the, a few of the things is also going to be uh, maybe there's going to be, of course, some, some kind of conclusion about <laughs> stretching intensity, what you should do.
0: Some kind of conclusion. But, but, but already uh, now like it's also
1: um, it's going to be like okay, but there's also some shitty things about. <laughs> A lot of the ways it's been looked into. Yeah. Yep.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) More on that later. I will say also, if anybody feels that we're a bit, our voices are a bit weird, we're a bit like slower than usual, I must say this is the first time we're doing this podcast in the morning at the beginning of our days. (laughs) So that's a factor that we need, maybe, yeah, makes a difference in our quality. Our usual pristine, glorious quality.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's been. Um, I think the development in in the auto quality has been. Um, I mean, it's been a journey, Positive. and it's been like improving, yeah. right? And and I would just yeah. like to say that's that's all uh, that's all, Andreas. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm actually oh. just I'm mostly just giving him some extra challenges. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But that's how it is. You know, in a team, sometimes you need to delegate, and that's totally fine.
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And you yeah. need challenges on in that this. note.
0: <laughs> on that note, I must say, they're doing some construction in my place, so I will try to clean this audio as best as I can, but maybe there's some noise in the background, so I apologize for that. Yeah. But yeah, let's move on then for the main section of today. So just continuing a bit on this. Where today, we're kind of using the non-linear progress theme as an excuse to dive into, um, the topic of online presence, and I think we might be diving a bit deeper into social media. Yeah. So yeah, where do we start? So I guess the, the main thing is first to say what is online presence. So what, what do we mean when we talk about this area? So it's basically when you have your own persona or your own brand and you place yourself in any platform that is based online. Right. So the difference between online presence in general and social media is that social media refers to a very specific set of online apps that are designed for you to engage with other people. So there's, there's a two-way communication, right? You're like not just giving information, but you can also receive comments and and engage with people and that's why it's called social media, it's supposed to be social, which already points to some of the most important aspects to have in consideration for social media. And I guess nowadays, kind of all the platforms are leaning a little bit more into the social aspect because it's what we're getting used to expect from anything online. But the main difference would be, for example, if as Mikkel was referring now, right, with the blog post. If you have a blog or a website where you post articles, you're not really expecting to engage so much through those articles. You can, of course, have a comment section and have some sort of communication there. But in general, it's just a platform for you to put out information out there and people go and read it. And that's kind of the end of it. So it's not a. It's not a platform that is designed to engage socially. It's more a platform of communication and that is the difference. So when we talk about online presence is, are you present online in any sort of way? So for example, having a website where people can find information about you, it's already having an online presence. You can also have a YouTube account where you post videos informing people about things. Then again, it's becoming a little bit more social with they're adding Features to the comment section, so you can kind of have like a sort of like thread, blog style, forum style under a, a YouTube video. But in general, it's just to to put information out there. So I think that's 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 a kind of like general introduction to what is online presence. Yeah. So and,
1: and um, mm-hmm. this is also more your area of expertise. So I think maybe... Um, I think two things that would be nice to, to just get clear and maybe um, just take up again is, is maybe you could, you could just shortly tell us about what you're actually working with in <laughs> your daily life with us <laughs> and also what your, what your working email is. I would also like you to, to you know, let let the, the listeners know
0: what that is. Oh, <laughs> well, why did I share that with you? Okay, so first... Um, I mean, I'm. I would say I'm becoming an expert in this area because there's a lot of things that I would say that I'm still figuring out. But I would say that the whole industry is still figuring out. And this is an aspect of this this area of work where these platforms are changing so much and so fast that it's a continuous uh, adapting to the to the needs and and how to do the. How to do them. So, I mean, basically I'm working for this company that have several brands um, in regards of handstand flexibility um, content. So I'm just managing their social media platforms, right? So I'm not doing the website. There's another person doing that. So basically everything that is kind of organic social media aspect of it, we're, we're trying to expand a bit into different ones because we were very strong on Instagram, which I guess that would be my main area of expertise and that's why, <laughs> so okay, I need to give a bit of context before I share my working <laughs> email, right? So I work for this company, right? Where one of the founders is uh, a person called Emmet Lewis, who is a very famous flexibility coach or flexibility, specialized coach. And he's known as the splits wizard, right? So when I got hired, the. Let's say, like, the people are very friendly, we're not a big team, so there's space for jokes. So I decided to create my work, email as andres.theinstagramsorcerer at gmail.com, just to keep it in brand. And they loved it, so it stayed. And now, sometimes I need to share this with people out there in the world for them to send files to me via WeTransfer or whatnot. And then I, I need to, with a straight face, very professionally, send them this, this Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> but I always put next to it a little emoji of uh, a sorcerer that, that it exists an emoji with a sorcerer with like a little <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know if it's a wand or, or a thing. <laughs> yeah, so, so oh, basically,
1: you. you are kind of magical in the uh, <laughs>
0: in, in yeah. regards to social I'm, media
1: and Instagram in particular.
0: Exactly. So let's say that I, when I created an Instagram, I knew there was going to be a responsibility for me to, to level up to the name that I was putting there. (laughs) So it was a sort of like self pressure tool for me to, to become better at my, at my work. But yeah, let's say like, I've been, I mean, I've been very active on Instagram before and social media in general in different platforms through the years. But since a year ago that I got hired into this company, I've been way more trying to develop professionally through it. So I've learned a lot of different, yeah, resources and truths of social media, let's say. Yeah. So I guess this is what could be worth to share for for people to, to be able to improve their social media game or be clear with what they want to achieve through it. Yeah. Cool. All right, so what, what, what do you think? What's, what's in your head for me to continue talking about?
1: I think there's different routes to go from here, either just talking about general mm. mechanics in the different uh, kind of areas of, um, of online presence, or we could just go straight into um, like how we've been using it. Mm. With, and maybe you could drop some, some knowledge bombs. <laughs>
0: Maybe let's do a bit of that first, just showing how we're doing it. I think it's better if if maybe you share first how your trajectory through it has been, because my the way I use it now is very well connected to the things i figured out. And there's a lot of things I'm not doing, but it's an active choice of not doing it in my personal one. Yeah. So it would be hard to talk about mine without also talking about those things.
1: <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh so yeah, I'm, I'm mainly using um, So I'm mainly using uh, like Instagram and a bit of Facebook, but not really much active there, it's just to have a, a site, but mainly using Instagram as a way to um, to get the word out there that I exist as a coach, basically. And it's been I mean I've been using it basically since I started being interested in, in, in coaching people. But it has definitely been a, a learning journey as well uh, in how to use it. And I think yeah. it's also with social media, at least for me, it's been kind of two-sided. There's both an aspect of learning how to use it effectively, like not just post random shit. <laughs> yeah. have some kind of, some kind of strategy still struggling with having a very clear one because so many other things to take care of as well. Uh mm. but but also the um the aspect of just getting getting confident in in putting out content because in the beginning yeah. it was very much like okay, does this sound pretentious? What are my uh, normal friends going to think? This sound stupid. Am I kind of like Trying to be something that I'm not ish a lot of self-doubt.
0: Yeah, a bit of the imposter syndrome, right?
1: Yeah, I think hits hits harder once you like put something out there for everybody to see. Mm. And I think a, a big part of that is just like do it <laughs> and kind of accept that. Okay, maybe yeah. it's gonna be. I mean, maybe you are gonna be pretentious uh, at least in the beginning. It's, it's gonna be much easier to just like put quality content out once you get. Uh, confident just doing it without doubting Mm. too much what you're saying yourself yeah think too much about it
0: I think it's a very common place uh, to start like a lot of people go through this especially if the goal of the social media creation like the the creation of of your social media platform is to to start being like putting yourself out there as a coach yeah, All the things you're saying are, like, some of the most common things to experience and to go through. Yeah.
1: So it's not just me being a wuss?
0: <laughs> not at all. Not at all.
1: All right. That's good. And then I think, for me, this, the second part is also, like I said, having some kind of plan with what you're doing. Because for a lot of years, it was just like, okay, I need to post something, I guess um and then it developed kind of into okay maybe put out some information as well some maybe tutorials just some interesting Mm -hmm. things and then actually having some kind of of idea of what kind of order do i want to put stuff out in what's kind of the journey that that people that i want people to experience on on the instagram uh, on, on my profile and i think uh for me, I had a period of time where I was kind of strict with this, which, which worked well. If you go to my Instagram, you'll also see that you know, I don't have like thousands of followers. I think I have almost 1,100, so nothing crazy. But what I did see was that, uh, of course, my followers were rising. But more importantly, I get, got more people contacting me, signing up for my newsletter and, and stuff like this.
0: You're saying so, so many things that are important. Oh, I love it.
1: Yeah. Um, but also as, as kind of my calendar filled up and, you know, also partly as a result of this bigger engagement also meant that um, the energy that I spent on doing kind of this uh, rigid strategy thing also became a bit more, let's say a lot more loose.
0: <laughs> yeah, not so rigid anymore. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Hi, Clara, I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> oh, <that was> great. <laughs> Door opening wide. It's snowing. <laughs> it's so great. Hey, love. Good morning. <laughs> oh, that was great. I, maybe I don't cop this. Maybe I leave this in the podcast too.
1: Yeah, I think so. This is,
0: a, this is, this is what happens. Okay.
1: Yeah, so, so now, Andres, you comment on my journey.
0: well first thing i mean your journey is super common and it's really great that without i mean i'm very sure you're you're well I'm, i'm i'm lacking all the english expressions to to express what i want to express but let's say like you're talking down on yourself a little bit because i know you've been following people that that are putting out their information on how to improve your social media presence and whatnot so i know you've put a bit of effort to learn through this process, right? And
1: yeah, for sure. And it's I mean, it's
0: paid out because the journey that you followed is super common and there's still a lot of things that you are not sure about in terms of is this the best strategy or do I have a clear strategy to go th- with? So it's a bit of, of this mix, but the, let's say that the direction of your journey is, is is good. You've learned a lot of valuable things about social media without you know, investing money to go through a a big course in how to become better on this. So that's great, but it's a very typical journey. And like the things you've expressed, especially the things you went through at the beginning is super common for online coaches or coaches that are trying to have an online presence. So I'm, I'm struggling a bit because there's so much we could talk about here. And I think it's going to be worth to have other episodes where we talk about aspects of this, but I'm going to try to briefly talk about some of the most important things to give like this kind of grounding baseline yeah. of, of understanding of how these platforms work. And then of course there's different approaches to doing these things, but the most important thing, and this is before you start doing anything, if you want to start, um, let's say not wasting your energy and, and doing it in a way that you know, you're effective is first, you need to have a clear goal, a clear direction in what is what you want to achieve through your online presence. Right? So in your case, it was, I want to be a coach. I am a coach. I want to put out there that I'm a coach and it's just a way for me to have, have some sort of like presence online. So I, people get to know me in this way. And, and unknown out there, yeah, and, and also I, as a way to engage with customers, right?
1: Yeah. And also for me, it, it, it's, it was specifically um, kind of target towards uh, getting more online clients.
0: Yeah. So I think that's one of the most important things, being clear with what is what you want to achieve, because in the end, all of these platforms, they're, they're, they are a communication tool, and this is like, you know, the, the most foundational Theory of communication is that when, when you put a message out there, there needs to be a clear message. It's not, you're not just making noise with your mouth uh, or writing weird. You, you, you want to communicate a clear message between you and the receiver. And in this case, it's super important because the, the format of this message is going to change a lot depending on what the message is and what you want to achieve with it. So I think that is one of the most important things, to have very clear this. So if you want to go online to become famous, it's not the same strategy at all. And the the things you're looking to see if you're having success or progress or not are different, right? It's the same as when we were talking about flexibility or handstands. What are the metrics that I want to look out to figure out if I'm having progress or not? So, so maybe... This is where it goes into the... sorry.
1: So, so what, are, what are the metrics you would look at if you're going the famous slash influencer route uh, compared to what you would look at if you're like trying to use social media as to build your, your yeah. coaching business?
0: Exactly. So, I think the main difference there is, is, again, this idea of engaging, right? So, like when you want to influence people, you want them to see your content, but you don't necessarily want to uh, engage with a lot of people or... Yeah, it's not a, a two-way sort of communication. It's more like a one-way. So it's all about numbers, right? It's all about, I see you want to say something there.
1: Yeah, I was just thinking that, that, I. but I guess you'd still want the engagement because it's going to boost your your post visibility.
0: Exactly. So this is the thing where like, it will go more towards creating the big numbers rather than creating um, what I would call the meaningful engagement when you're a coach, which is... You don't necessarily want likes, uh, You what you want more is comments and messages coming from your posts. So what you want to build is that direct connection with your followers. And this is why one of the most important things to realize if you want to become an online coach is that the follower numbers don't really matter so much. There are a lot of super successful coaches that make way more money than you need to just survive having five, 4,000 followers. Because if you think about it, when you have a, a business, what you want is customers that are engaged with your type of content. And this could be a niche, could be something, especially for us, where we're like more in terms of flexibility and handstands, you're not going to have hundreds of thousands of people really interested into handstands. And if they wanted to contact you, you couldn't handle it. So like. For you to have a sustainable business, having more than, yeah, you want to have what, between 30 to 50 clients maybe, and that's more than enough to sustain a business if you're only doing coaching, right? Depending on the price that you're putting to your coaching, but that's already like a lot of money. So finding 50 people among 4,000 is more than doable. And probably if you are a good coach and you're putting your message out there in a good way. You're going to have a waiting list. You're going to have more, more than you need from there. So this is what some professionals call ego metrics is looking at these numbers, such as (laughs) likes and follows, which are not really important for, for an online business. Of course, you want to have a certain amount of audience, but once you reach a thousand to 4,000, the numbers can keep growing. And then, then it's a bit different, right? Because maybe. Maybe then it's about you spreading message to people that is going to help them and you just want to reach as many people as possible because you're helping people with what you're saying. But it's not, then the message is that the purpose of the social media platform is not for you to make connections with clients and get more clients. Then it's to help people as many as possible, which we could say that it becomes, it's starting to become a transition between being a coach to being an influencer in that way.
1: So, just one thing I also want to add about this metrics, and maybe also get your comment on this, is that uh, I actually once took a, uh, I took an online course in, in some social media stuff with a guy called Max Business, who was super nice, Danish guy. But um, one of his points was also that, like you're saying, that the amount of followers not so important. Uh, but one uh, metric that he was like, I think this one is is very uh, useful to look at is um, just getting a few, like increasing your amount of of followers by just a few people uh, per per week. So you kind of have this constant uh, like food chain supply of of yeah. potential new clients. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, like in theory, if you got a like a hundred people uh, following you. And maybe ten percent of them are realistically at some point interested in becoming clients. Then once you're through those ten people, then it's like, okay, I might still have like ninety yeah. people who didn't go through, but but they're probably never gonna sign up. So I need to like yeah. get some new people to know me.
0: Exactly. So this idea of like the relationship with the metric of the followers changes, and I think a good email to to have in mind or to compare it is like, Im- imagine that you don't want followers ask if you would be giving a speech in a in a big stage and their people are coming in and sitting down what you want is followers as if you're in a store and people are coming into your store and asking you things about your product so that that changes a bit that perspective because you need way less people and then there needs to be that both ways communication so we're going a bit deep into this maybe too much for for the depth of this episode but it's this idea of seeing the followers as people and trying to get to know them like right what so one very useful approach that can help plant seeds for the future is that try to notice when people are following you and check their profiles and see what they're doing so if they're posting content related to what you're doing that means that they're not just random bots or people that found you randomly and they're just following so you follow them so they can followers but they're actually interested in what you're doing and then try to engage with their content. And it's not, there's, there's, there's a little bit of this idea of this is a business strategy, but it's, it's just this human thing of like, I want to get to know them and see, how, see if, if they're following because I do handstands and they're doing posts on handstands, then I can already comment on them and giving them some advice there. So you're already offering value and creating this connection and that, that can create that bond that eventually could become a business opportunity. Right, So it's this idea that, yeah, try to see followers not just as numbers. And I know this is a very cliche thing to say, but having this idea of what we're doing in the social media platform is trying to create connections and we're really trying to engage in the social aspect of it. So rather than being this one-sided platform where we put information and we hope for the best, we actively are paying attention to the people that like our posts, to the people that follow us, to the people that comment. And the best strategy, if you want to have your your platform as a business, is that you start following not the people that inspire you or the people that have the big numbers, but you start following the people that are engaged with your content so you can see their content and organically interact with it and create those connections. That's a very powerful tool. So it's not just doing this follow for follow thing, but actually (laughs) checking the profiles of the people that are following you and being a bit smart about it, deciding who to follow back. I'm noticing that the time is already kind of on the limit, so we might have, like, what, five minutes left? Yeah,
1: five, ten minutes,
0: yeah. Yeah. So I just want to get back to the <laughs> not-in-depth talk about social media. So just, just to be clear, the process in this way, you're starting from scratch, or you want to kind of, like, withdraw your online presence would be first be clear with what you want to achieve with it then yeah depending on what you want to achieve if you want to become a coach then you can have this in mind about what metrics are the ones that are important and then it's, it's about the message so the main thing about social media and this you can you can be super smart about the algorithm and the algorithm is basically the brain of the social media so how how the platform itself is programmed to show content to others, right? So what, what does it prioritize? And this, depending on the social media platform, you can post your content in different formats and different things. So for example, on Instagram, you can do pictures, it can be square, it can be long. It can be like, you know, vertical, you can have video, the video can be long or short. So it's what are the things that the platform is looking at in your content to give it priority over the content of others. So when others go into their social media and they go into their feed, yours appears first and not the 100th. So this is what we we refer to as algorithm. So you can be super smart about doing things that the platform likes or the platform is trying to prioritize. But for me, this is not the most important thing. Actually, the most important thing is to offer value. Yeah. If, if you are someone that is offering value and not value to everyone, but value to the people that you want to reach, then eventually those people are going to find you and the algorithm might make this easier or harder, but if your content is good, even if you are going a little bit against the algorithm in certain aspects, eventually it's going to work and people are going to find you. So I think for me, that's one of the main rules. It's like you, you want to go out there offering something that is valuable and giving value so every post, even if it's just an informative one about your products or whatnot, should have some sort of value in there as well. I think that's like the golden rule of social media.
1: Yeah.
0: Awesome, man. And this is touching upon these things where I'm already saying Even if you're not good at it, eventually people will find you, right? So this is the non-linear aspect of it. So with social media, especially platforms such as Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, they are what we call kind of short-term, short-term, short-length content or short format, and it's content that is perishable. It will die. Like you put it out there and then in two days, it's kind of not relevant anymore. And after a month, it's definitely not relevant. I mean, you can do things to bring it back up and people will save it and you can have it in your highlights. So it's like pinning the top, these type of things, but still people won't find it organically on the feed, right? It's it's not going to appear. It's it's content that dies very fast. Then there's other platforms where you have more like long term or long format content such as YouTube or uh, articles. And this could also be maybe podcast. newsletters, podcast. Yeah. So those are the big three ones, right? It's YouTube, articles, podcast. And podcast is a bit of a weird one right now because the other two are what we say they're SEOable, SEO is search engine optimization, meaning that there's, there's tools out there where you're listed and people can find you. So if you push, post an article, you can find it in Google. You can find it in YouTube. And it's content that actually works the other way around when you put it out it has not much engagement and usually the engagement comes later with youtube is a bit weird because there's a strange curve where you can have a lot of things happening first if you have already an audience but you will still receive traffic later on and this is because this type of content has a searching option so if you think about it when you want to figure out something You don't go to Instagram and try to figure out the answer to your question. You go to Google and you type and then Google has, YouTube is part of Google, right? So YouTube content is listed also in Google. So it appears. So when you search, how do I do a handstand? The first things you're going to find are going to be articles from places where people have put guides in their blogs. You're going to find a few videos where people have done tutorials. And it's the things that are listed there. And most often than not, it's things that have been published half a year ago, a year ago, two years ago. So it's content that doesn't die fast. So those are the two different kind of types of content that you can put out there. And the strategy to create them is very different. But no matter what, when you start online, things are going to take time. You need to start putting content. You need to have some uh, continuity, consistency, and this is where it's important to have a system that is sustainable for you. We can talk about how to do that in another episode, I think, <laughs> yeah. because there's a lot to to unpack there. Yeah. But yeah, the important thing is is that the nonlinearity, the nonlinearity of this is very real because you can be for a long time posting content that is not having a lot of results to the expectations that you might be having. And then eventually when when you're a few or or an important amount of followers or people from your niche find your content, then it's going to start taking off because it's kind of exponential, right? Like the first like doesn't do much, but then when you have 10 likes, then maybe your content is shown to a bit more people. And then when you've got 100 likes, your content is shown to a bit more people. I'm talking likes in general, but this also, of course, includes comments and and these type of things. I guess. So you can think about it as, imagine that you're moving to a new city, right? How do you build a social network of friends? At the beginning, it's super hard. You need to put a lot of effort to to find these new friends, create these connections. But then when you make one friend, you're going to get to know the friends of that friend, right? And then you might get to know two more people through that person. And it's exactly, it works exactly in the same way. Yeah, it It takes a lot of effort at the beginning and then eventually it becomes easier.
1: But I guess that's also why you see a lot of um, more influencer type people that do a lot of posts because, you know, maybe one of them is going to go viral. So, and you can know for sure before you you post it. Whereas if you're more interested in actually delivering quality content, of course, it's still nice if one of your posts go viral, but you don't want to like spam your profile with shitty posts just yeah uh, hoping for for getting one of them to uh, to explode
0: yeah there's definitely a lot of a lot of things to talk about about the virality of uh if if it should be a goal to is that even a goal that we should aim for and the mechanics of how it works and all of these things but in general i think having having these aspects that I mentioned kind of clear already does a lot yeah. to clarify things. And then it's just about the specific of like, okay, what is this format that you're mentioning that you can use? Or what is this system that I can implement? There's a lot of aspects to it. But I really like this idea of, of comparing it to yeah, that yeah, was you're it. engaging with people, you're moving to a new place and you need to create things from scratch. So the metrics that you should be looking at at the beginning, especially is not so much these numbers of like, Oh, I got only 50 likes. Boo. Think about it. It's 50 people that are following you that are liking what you're sharing. And potentially some of those people could be be customers and clients, right? So instead of saying, oh, I need to don't think too much about it and create a new post. And you're focused so much in this idea of creating new posts to create engagement. And you're just like fixing this loop. You're missing on the chance of engaging with the people that have already liked your things and are there looking at you. I think we're going to stop there for yeah. now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's a good, good note was, to, 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 to end on.
0: Do you think it was sort of clear giving also some, what is like applicable advice for people listening?
1: Yeah, I think, um, I, th- I mean, easy for me to say, but yeah, I think there was some um, some very, very good points actually um about mm-hmm. like the different metrics to look at number of followers and and likes are not the most important thing it's nice if you see a, a slow rise in, in followers but it's about delivering quality content and and building actually being social right yeah building exactly. inter- interaction yeah no i think it was great it was uh nice to hear you um get to rant a bit
0: <laughs> yeah I felt like this one I talked uh, a lot more than usual.
1: I was, uh, I was very much expecting this to happen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So that's great. But then let's not uh, steal much more of your time, valuable time uh, today. So yeah, let's just wrap it up. Next yeah. episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about the non-linearity of business and creating a business from scratch from, from our point of view of like being sort of online coaches you for sure you are but i'm saying me sort of the sort of is me but uh, thank you for listening all the way up to this point i hope you found some value in this episode and we'll see you next time peace